welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Ivy. And this is episode 59, but the second part of it, 59B. We're doing listener correspondence today. First, we have a message on Tumblr from Our Blood is Our Ink. Um, it says, Hi, in the most recent KeeperCast, you talked about how Sophie found it hard to forgive Dex. I reread the books myself recently, and the people who I blame this time around is the council. Like, I can see where they're coming from with that decision, but I have two issues with it. The first being that Sophie literally still has basically zero idea of how the elven world works, let alone the delicate nature of their alliances and or treaties with the other species. So they punish, read, basically tortured, a literal literal child for not knowing what a grave insult attack it was to try and use telepathy on Rose's dad, I can't remember his name, Rip. It's Dimitar. Yeah. The second thing is that Dex was first manipulated into the creation of a circlet and then coerced by at least 12 adults who were his species leader into completing the circlet and adjusting it for Sophie. The council, all adults, chose to force a child to incapacitate his friend, and then said friend, and subsequently and co-blame him, at least a little on some level, and sort of make him not necessarily outcast, but definitely pushed to the side. And it's just wrong what the council did to both Sophie and Dex. I agree with your essay. (laughs) No matter how long this is going to go, we're always going to end up getting, like, some kind of ask about the circlet. Like, I feel like these just show up once every really? every once in a while. Like, I get very emotional about it as well. I understand why people like to write rants in our inbox about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I 100% agree. Not Dex's fault, not Sophie's fault. Even, especially in, like, maybe not as much in the later ones, but especially in, like, Everblaze. They were like 13. They were so small and they had no critical thinking skills and I don't think anyone should have expected them to because nobody teaches them anything. (laughs) Alright, our next message is from Doug Brooks. I hope I pronounced that right on Tumblr. And it says, Hi, I'm such a big fan of your podcast. I'm glad that there is finally a really good Coddle podcast, so thank you so much for making it. I came up with a loophole in Kodok and I wanted to see if you can explain it. Here it is. According to the official map in Unlock, Havenfield is in about Hawaii and Foxfire is near Egypt. These two places are 12 time zones apart. So if it's 9 and class is starting at Foxfire, it's 9 o'clock at night in Havenfield. Same with Rhymeshire, Dex's house. Everglen and Havenfield are about four time zones apart, but in the books it seems to be the same time everywhere. Thanks again and bye. All right, I have an answer for this. Oh, so, you do? Really? Yeah. Because I've had this question for, like, oh, really? a okay. long time. So I can't... Ta- okay. Yeah. So time zones are because the Earth rotates, and I have this... <laughs> does the elven world not rotate? Yeah. Well, kind of. Then how does it exist? Okay. All right. So I don't know if this is canon. Maybe they do have sunlight, but my theory is that it's not really sunlight. All they have is starlight, and them rotating and moving around in the whatever doesn't matter, because all the light is the same. And, and like, that doesn't make sense for how they have, like, night and day. But, like, okay, okay, here's how I think about it. Again, I feel like because the whole mystery of how elven cities exist, like, on the same plane as human cities and, and like, you can't get between them except through light leaping, but they are assumedly, like, in the same world, it doesn't make sense. Except, um, <laughs> kind of the way that I think about it is that elven cities are inside these, like, giant refractive light things. I think that's canon, Is that actually, canon? Okay. They they said a lot of them were hidden using illusions. Excellent, excellent. So, 
And so if it keeps out other stuff, it doesn't make sense for it to let in sunlight. I think that all the light is artificial and it's just, it's all fake. And so time zones don't exist. And so I think that it's all in the same time zone because time zones only exist if you have like an uncontrollable like sun that you're, the different parts are in different places. But in the elven world, I don't think they have the sun. So like they can do whatever they want. That's a really cool theory. However, I have a rebuttal to that. Oh, because they have the sun, moon, stars thing? No, because there's this weird detail from book one that I do actually remember, despite not remembering most of the actual plot. And it's that when Fitz takes Sophie to Eternalia for the first time, I think it's daytime. And then when they immediately light leap afterward to Luminaria, it's nighttime over there. No! But, like, then again, there are inconsistencies in the first book, like the pizza line. So, I don't think it really matters. Maybe Luminaria's just nighttime for the dramatic effect. They specifically just want to be extra, and so they do that. The elves just live for the drama, so they structure all of their fake sunlight and moonlight around what would be the most dramatic thing as possible. Exactly. That's, that's how it works. We figured it out. <laughs> Problem solved. One from Anonymous just says, in all caps, you're amazing. Thank you. I agree. I am amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are amazing. We are. Well, sure. Tell yourself that. <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Our next message is from Pastel Fairy with some X's in there. The message says, hi, I love your podcast. I have a question for you. Who bakes, Lynn or Morella? I have this weird dream that Morella bakes while Lynn somehow sets the water on fire and gets flour all over herself. I can see Morella baking. I can see both of them being, like, not being able to bake, but then they try and, like, they both fail. I actually feel like Lynn and Morella would kind of be the opposite at baking. Like, Lynn likes to bake a lot, but she's not super good at it, whereas Morella has, like, never baked before, but then she tries, and then she's suddenly amazing at it. I can see that, yeah. (laughs) I feel like Morella would do the thing that's, like, I could do it for one minute, (laughs) one million degrees at one second. Although Morella also strikes me as the kind of person who can do math, so maybe not. You think Morella can do math? I think Morella can do math. I don't think any of the any of the keepers can really. I mean, they don't teach them math. That's true. They don't have a math (laughs) class at Foxfire. Maybe maybe Dex can do math, and maybe Fitz, but they're like the only ones that I would say are mathematicians. Mm -hmm. I really like how like. So Lynn and Tam canonically did ha- or like get like really high scores on their Foxfire entrance exams, right? And but we know that the Foxfire entrance exam is just a test of your abilities, right? I just think that the Lost Cities like they don't really value like math and stuff like that. They value like your magical abilities and stuff. So I like the idea that like they're like you know like they are like they would be considered like, oh, like they're like super like high testing and stuff. But really, they're like terrible at math. They're just like powerful. <laughs> I feel like the elves do need some kind of, I'm sorry, this is really off topic. <laughs> but I feel like the elves do need some kind of basic baseline knowledge of math because they have all this stuff about like light leaping degrees and angles. And That's true. They have You need facets. to know like geometry for that. Oh, I want I want a character who like makes crystals. Like uh yeah, like that's their job. Oh that'd yeah, be cool. That was awesome. Another anonymous message says, 
Hi, I love your podcast. Also, I have a theory about echoes. Umber said the shadows would change them, and what if they actually changed them? Sophie got an echo in her head, and after flashbacks, she is more impulsive and doesn't think through the consequences as much. And Fitz got an echo in his heart, and after that, he after he gets that, his emotions become a lot stronger. That's interesting. I think it's both, right? Like, I think that it's kind of all connected in that, like, it changes them emotionally because of the experience of having it. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's the echoes themselves that change it. It's just the trauma. Yeah, it's of, the trauma. <laughs> of being attacked and injured <laughs> and all the things leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the two do go hand in hand, I think. Next is a submission on Tumblr from L. It says, your podcast is amazing. To show my gratitude, here are some Dedrick <gasps> jokes. Thank you. I love oh Dedrick jokes. Okay, wait, you want to switch off? All right. One. Kenrick is honestly my favorite character. He's fire. Hey! <laughs> Two. I guess you could say that Kenrick's plans really did go up in flames. <laughs> and then the ask ends with, also kind of random, but pangender, ace, gray romantic, lesbian, Lynn. Totally not me projecting. Very valid of you. <laughs> Another ask on Tumblr from Random Thoughts and Books says, Hi, I recently discovered your podcast and I love it. I'm not sure if you've answered this, but what do you think will happen to the fandom after the movie comes out? Do you think the movie will be awful like the PGO movies or really good like insert good movie based on a book here? Hunger Games was pretty good. I'd say, yeah, as far as the, as far as adaptations go, Hunger Games was pretty good. Um, Shadow and Bone is also on my mind because it's recent as like a pretty good adaptation, even though the it's plot show, was different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think the movie's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. I definitely, I hope the movie is, well, one, I hope the movie's going to be made because <laughs> like, even though it's been announced, we're still not, I'm not going to be 100% convinced until we start getting like casting. But secondly, yeah, if it does end up existing, I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. But Honestly, it wouldn't really bother me personally if the movie is different than the books or if the movie isn't good. Because, like, I mean, like, it would be sad if we have a bad movie, but but the books still exist as a separate thing. As for um the question about what I think will happen to the fandom after the movie comes out, it's going to get a lot bigger. I don't interact with the fandom at all, but I think it would be fun for it to be bigger. I don't know, because I think more people would get into the books then. That's true. It would be good for, it would definitely be good for Shannon, because a lot more people will be buying the books. I admit I don't interact with the fandom a ton anymore either, because it's gotten bigger, and I find that a little bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen if, like, it gets a lot bigger than even this once the movie comes out i also feel like there aren't like i don't know like there aren't like that many bad takes or maybe i'm just naive (laughs) yeah i'm i mean i'm I'm trying to think of like all the possible discourses that could show up with the movie i guess there are like all the things that they'd they'd change about the movie yeah that like people would be complaining about that but like hopefully if they're not like terrible changes i don't mind yeah it's like whatever yeah i don't mind changing it a little next message is anonymous it says hi big fan of the podcast this doesn't have anything to do with coddle but what type of music do you guys like i listen to mostly like cave town and like taylor swift (laughs) that's so valid i I'm also a Swifty derogatory. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I've been getting into K-pop recently. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. if there's anybody here listening to this that also listens to K-pop, I I'm a fan of um Luna and Dreamcatcher and Red Velvet. Those are my main group. I also like um I don't know. I'm really into like film film that sounded so pretentious. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that maybe I want to like do film scoring or something. What are some of your favorites? Okay, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part One, Frozen, How to Train Your Dragon. I will say the How to Train um, Your Dragon soundtrack is so good. The How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack is very good. I mean, I mostly I I listen to only like stuff that I've watched. So like, I don't know, nothing like sophisticated. <laughs> um, movies, not films. <laughs> yeah, movies, not films. Those are my my top three though. They should hire you to score the Keeper of the Lost Cities movie. Please do. If someone's listening, hire me, please. <laughs> I've written, like, two pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and in case people didn't know, you also wrote and recorded our intro and outro music for this podcast. Yes, I messed around on the piano for, like, 15 minutes, and then Sammy, like, took the best part. <laughs> An anonymous message says, Hi, I love your podcast. Do you think Dex and Keith would be good together? Keep up the great work. Yeah, I do think they 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 had a lot of moments in um in Never Seen because they spent yeah they spent a lot of time together at Aluvatar like making like prank gadgets and stuff. So I think I think they would be good together. I think they're like a bro tiffy, but also I can see it. Next is another anonymous message. It says if you're looking for suggestions on what to do in the gap before book nine, perhaps you could take thick wrecks and discuss them with the permission of the authors. It's a good way to get the fandom involved. I think that's a really cool idea. And yeah, thank you for the suggestion because I honestly don't know what we're going to do before book nine, especially if it ends up, um, if the release date ends up being pushed later. But yeah, Ficrex, uh, or like talking about fanfic sounds like a good idea. So if, if more of you guys want to see that or send us recommendations for stuff to read, please feel free to send us some messages. Uh, the next message is from Anonymous and it says, Hey, I love this podcast and I really enjoyed it. But I would like to point something out. I just listened to episode 20, and I think you should know that the reason that Lord Cassius couldn't tell that Lady Gisela was in the Never Scene was because he loved her. And I quote, love convolutes things. That's, that's, that's a, a really nice detail. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I interesting because that. of like, I feel like it in a way kind of parallels everything else in this series, right? Like, we have Kenrick and Orly and um Jolie and Brandt and almost like Sophie and Keith and just like I don't know just all these people who like where like love does convolute things and like they're they just kind of don't see like I don't know it just makes things more complicated and it makes it interesting next message is from Fishy it says, hi, I really like your podcast. That's all I wanted to say. Smiley face. Hi, I really like your name. Yeah, Fishy. <laughs> I don't know if that's your actual name, but I, I like it. I love that name. Fishy. But thank you for your message. We appreciate it. Another message on Tumblr. Rain YRX says C. I think it's Rose. Like the X is in place of an O. I'll trust you. Says, I really love this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Next message is from Anonymous, although they signed it with the name Rose. It says, hello, I love your podcast and you get me through hours of drawing. 
and I would love to know your ships and how long you've been in the Caudalk fandom. Okay, I can start. Um, I read Caudalk in December to January-ish of, well, December 2015. So that was when I read the first four books because I got them for Christmas. And then I joined the fandom a little while later, so probably early 2016. And my ships, I'm a multi-shipper, so I can kind of be on board with most pairings. But primarily, I do ship Sofits and Solin. What else? I'm trying to think. Oh, Gradolin, Grady and Edelin. I know they're, they're married. <laughs> I, I know they're <laughs> married, and it's like canon. But I just, I, I love yeah, them all right, a lot. All right. You like their? I love them a okay. lot, and I can, I, I do ship them. I have not really been in the Cottle fandom ever. I just get things secondhand through. That's true. <laughs> my yeah. sister. You're in the fandom by association. Yeah. Um. So when did you read the book? Oh, I read the books at the same time as you. So I don't know when that was. Okay, so like early 2016. Yeah, because I reread Never Seen in 7th grade, which means I read it for the first time in 6th grade, which means, like, 2016-2017. I'm also a multi-shipper. I think things that would be cool would be, like, I like Lynn and Morella. Oh, true, I forgot to mention them. Yeah. I think Debts is awesome. Other than that, um... I remember when you used to be a Sophit shipper. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really, I don't know. I think if I ship Sophie with anyone, it's probably Keeve. Ship Sophie and happiness. Yeah, I just want Sophie to be, like, okay and, like, have her family and, like, her family of friends. I want them to all just, like, be in, like, a room together and then, like, group hug or whatever and be like, this is, yes, you know? yeah. I agree. Like, after, if if the series ends and then, like, the friends all go off to the elite levels, I think they should all, like, live in a dorm or a hallway together and just be happy. Yes! Oh my god. Um, Anonymous says, hi, I love your podcast. I listen to it whenever I'm doing math. Unlike the keepers. <laughs> yeah, you're you're making up for them not being able to do math. Okay. Sorry if Shannon has already explained this, but the elves start going to Foxfire when they're 12, so does that mean before that they just don't go to school? I don't know. I've seen, like, a couple posts about it, I think, but I don't think anybody came up with an answer for that. I don't... There's definitely no kind of, like, quote-unquote school for them, but I feel like they... I feel like it's mentioned at some point that they have tutors or like they're they learn things at home or something like that. But yeah, that could also so. just be my brain making things up when there are no things. I think it's probably like um I yeah, I'm a Latin student so I always have to uh <laughs> like in Rome. So <laughs> Yeah, what what did they do in yeah, Rome? Yeah, in Rome, so the rich boys <laughs> the rich people would send their children to <laughs> Are you okay? Why are you laughing at the thought of rich people? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, there are, like, three things that could happen. Either you would send your kid to a school, which I assume that the keepers do not do, so that's not relevant. But the other two things are that you would get, like, um, a private tutor for your teachers. (laughs) You get a private tutor for your students. That's what, like, I'm just thinking about Quintilian. Who was like the tutor for like a bunch of people. Um, or if you were not rich, you would just teach them at home how to like spin wool or whatever. 
So I think that like they probably do that in the lost cities because they have like a super hierarchical society. So I bet like the the elite like, people, the nobility, yeah, the nobility get like tutors for their kids, and then the non nobility, uh, just like teach their kids or don't teach their kids because you know they don't need to know how to do math but um (laughs) well again i feel like by the time they go to foxfire at 11 like they have to they have to already know how to read like they they don't teach you how to read at foxfire i assume they were born learning how to read because they're born knowing how to speak right i forgot about that wait maybe they just instinctively instinctively know all the things you learn in school like maybe maybe they instinctively know math yeah, maybe they're just born already having had, like, a fifth-grade education. I wish I was born with a fifth-grade education. I wish I was born with a tenth-grade education. All right, so now we're moving on to our Instagram messages. This first one is from the Swan and the Moonlark. It says, Hi, I listened to episode 50, and I have an idea for what you could do in the weeks between the finishing of Legacy and Book Nine's release. What if you did a bunch of bonus episodes? Like, one day, you could do quizzes and another The Biggest Moment in the Books. I really like your podcast and would love to listen during those months leading up to the book nine release. I mean, bonus episodes would be cool. I think we've been like, yeah, we've been just trying to figure out like that stuff. Yeah, those are really cool ideas like doing more quizzes and just having other bonus content. And it's good to hear that um, that at least one person wants us to keep updating after we finish Legacy and not... Because I didn't really know what we were going to do after that. Like, if we were going to just do a bunch of bonus episodes in a row, or if we'd, like, go on hiatus before things start ramping up for the Book 9 release. So, yeah, if you do want us to keep going after Legacy, please let us know. Because if enough people want that, then I guess we'll keep recording episodes throughout the fall. Our next message is from Avocado. L. One? <laughs> it's either an L or a one. I think it's an L. All right, L. It says you should do a bonus episode of cover and book ranking. Oh. I love that idea. That's I, a good idea. I, we should do that. I'm obsessed with making rankings. My notes app is filled <laughs> with a bunch of silly little rankings of like pointless things. Anyway, right here, I will just say that my ranking of books one through 8.5 right now is probably one never seen, two lodestar. Three Everblaze, four Legacy slash Unlocked. I kind of count them as one thing. Five Keeper One, I think. Six Exile, seven Nightfall, eight Flashback. Ooh, okay. That's my opinion, I think. I think mine will be Never Seen, Everblaze. I haven't read Unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) Nightfall, Flashback. I liked Flashback. Legacy, Exile, Book One, Lodestar. Oh, wow. We have, we diff- have very different, we, yeah. we have different opinions, okay. As for the cover ranking, I don't know how I'd rank all of them, but um, but Exile and Lodestar are definitely my favorite covers. And I think Legacy's my least favorite. With the lightning? I don't just, like the lightning. I, I admit, I wasn't a huge fan of the Legacy cover just because, like, the perspective looked kind of weird. Everybody looked a little bit flat. Flat, yeah. Okay, I, I see that. All right, our last message is from Quinlan Kinzer on Instagram. It says, Hello, I just wanted to say that I love listening to your podcast and enjoy the conversations you have around Keeper so much. 
It feels like getting to fangirl and geek out about Kodok without having, without actually having to socially interact with anyone, which satisfies my needs perfectly. I love your personalities and ideas. Keep it up. Also, Cam for life. Thank you for your message. I, I'm glad that you love listening to the podcast. That's very cool. Yes, we love being your parasocial friends. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying that sarcastically either. Like, it is, it is nice to be able to, like, that people feel like they're having a conversation with us. Because I think that's the point of a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's all just, like, very informal and we're just, like, you know, having a good time. And we hope that us having a good time will make you guys have a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that is it. Thank you again for all of your messages. We really appreciate all the messages that we get. And if you want to send us more, if you want to tell us, like, ideas for what to do before book nine, or tell us if you're even interested in having more bonus content before book nine, you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram. And then you can message us on either platform or send us an ask. And yeah, if you want to find me, I am at Melting on Tumblr and Instagram. And I am Aelin-Ashruver-Galathinius on Tumblr. This has been KeeperCast. See you next week. Bye.